0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous: A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Monday, November 27th, 2023. Um, today we're reading from the Big Book, and we're going to be on page XVI in the second paragraph that starts, "This physician." had repeatedly tried spiritual means through, was vital to permanent recovery, one paragraph. Um, today's readers are um, Rick J. for the the steps, uh, Lynn S. for the traditions, Bonnie B., Ken W. H., and Darlene H. for the text, uh, and the newcomer readers Colleen M., The host of the second hour is going to be Leslie M. And the announcer is Janice. PM. O.A.'s preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition, states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Rick J to read the 12 steps. Rick?
1: Hey, Craig, thanks for your service, Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves.
0: All right, thank you. Now I'm going to ask Lynn S. to read the 12 Traditions. Lynn?
2: Good morning, Lynn S., Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. OA is anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centres may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: Thank you. Okay. Uh, How our meeting works. uh, Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resu- resume our study of the big book on page XVI, the second paragraph. Uh, that starts. The physician had repeatedly tried spiritual means, and goes through uh, was vital to permanent recovery. Uh, I'm now going to ask Bonnie B to get it started. Bonnie.
3: Good morning.
4: Craig, for your service. Good morning, everyone. Bonnie B gratefully recovered by the grace of God and with the help of this beautiful blue book um, in the state of Florida. The physician had repeatedly tried spiritual means to resolve his alcoholic dilemma but had failed. But when the broker gave him Dr. Silkworth's description of alcoholism and its hopelessness, the physician began to pursue the spiritual, malady for, or the spiritual remedy for his malady with a willingness he had never before been able to muster. He sobered, never to drink again, up to the moment of his death in 1950. This seemed to prove that once an, that one alcoholic could affect another, as no non-alcoholic could. It also indicated that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital to permanent recovery. Once again, Bonnie B. from the state of Minnesota. What a powerful um, jam-packed paragraph. And I know I'm just gonna touch pieces of it. I can't wait to hear from all the rest of um, you guys as time goes on this morning. This was my story, and it never ceases to amaze me how paragraph after paragraph I can see God's hand in my life. Um, I was the girl who came in with a relationship with with the God of my understanding, and I had tried repeatedly to figure this thing out according to spiritual means. Um, Everything you can imagine, right? Everything on the to-do list is what I tried, but none of it worked. And so I found myself in a dilemma because it failed um, you know, one thing after another. And the first time that someone encouraged me to read the doctor's opinion, I I read it and I could not believe the hope I had because it described me to a T. Everything that it said is exactly what I did and i would never spoken with anyone who knew my story like this chapter knew my story. Um, you know, the the beautiful thing about this paragraph is that there's so much hope because it says that, you know, he pursued it with a willingness and, and he never picked up again. That wasn't my story. And I used to say I wish it was, but it just wasn't. Um, I did the best I could do with what I had. I came in, I really did think I was given it my all, but as I went through the steps, I realized that God wanted um, more of me and more of me and more of me. Um, until there was that willingness to relinquish all of it. And at that point is when I found recovery. So this is an encouragement to everyone that's out there. I mean, it can be, it can be a once and done, we know that. And for those of us that it's not, it's okay. Because, um, you know, the God that I serve, the God that's found in these books, his love isn't conditional upon my showing that perfect. You know, I used to think he wanted my list. He doesn't want my list, he wants my heart. This is the willingness that I give him on a daily basis. And by his grace, I get to remain recovered again for today. And part of that recovery for me is what it talks about in the end, giving away what I've been given, sharing with someone else, um, my deepest, darkest, what I used to call secrets, right? Because we're not so unique and, and having them lean in and take that deep breath as I did. And if I don't give it away, I can't keep it. And so it is my privilege to give it away on a daily basis, and yet I also know that if I don't, I won't keep this great gift that God has given me. So I think I'll pass with that. And as I said, I'm super excited to hear everyone else's insights today. Thanks again for letting me share. Blessings
0: all. Okay, thank you very much for getting started, Bonnie. All right, we're going to take a list of names now—people that'd like to share on this paragraph. We're going to remind you that we ask you to uh if you've shared on any vision meeting on Thursday or Friday to hold back today and let other people have a chance. There's probably four hundred people or so on the line. So uh, let's uh, uh be polite and uh, do that. So who would like to share on this paragraph?
5: Kelly
0: P M I got Kelly.
5: From the UK Janice PM
0: Janice, P.M.? Vanita,
5: Vin- uh, Mary oh, Vanita, Mary from the U.K.?
6: Mary B. Karen, no. P.
0: Uh, Richard? Karen, P. Uh, Let me, did you get Mary <laughs> <Larry> K.? <clears throat> I didn't. Okay, thanks, Larry. And Mary
5: right, did you from the
6: I... U.K.? Did,
0: did you get Mary uh, look, look. from
5: the U.K.? Oh sorry.
0: Uh, yeah. Alright, I've got you, Mary. Let me uh let me tell you who I've got and so we can uh stop the repeats. Kelly S. Janice PM, Benita L, Pedro B, Karen P, Larry K, and Mary B. Who I miss? Penny P. Penny P. Who else? Well, that's a good list. So we're going to get started with that. So if I miss you this time, you'll be in second round. Uh, good morning, Kelly. Take us away here.
7: Good morning, Craig, fellow friends. Um, well, you guys are all my friends, not just Craig. He lives here with me um, in Oklahoma. So Kelly S., recovered compulsive eater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So glad to be here. Um, grateful to be sharing on the line. What a beautiful. Um, share from the opening reader. Um thank you, Bonnie, for getting us started. Um this paragraph, wow. Um, you know, I was reading this part about um when, when the broker when when the broker gave him Dr. self worst description, can't talk today. Um, you know, it's the doctor's opinion that sets us apart. It tells us we're a distinct entity in every way, not just with the food. You know, my sponsor always pointed out it's about all of it. It's all the stuff that that I'm a distinct entity. If I don't know that, if I don't understand that I'm the real compulsive eater, if I don't understand I'm out of options, if I don't accept that, I'm not gonna do this work, right? I'm not gonna do this, all the, you know, the willingness I've never had before because I'm different, right? And the doctor's opinion makes that clear. That's what sets us apart from all of it. And now I have to get busy doing the work. And it said, this seemed to prove that one alcoholic could affect another as no alcoholic could. And I just think about that. That's the power of the we. I know I've shared that a lot. You know, these steps have been in the we for a reason since this book was published or written in 1938 or 39 because we need each other. And we've all, I know I've tried to do this alone a lot. You know, I've had all the literature. I I know all the stuff, right? But I need you guys and we need each other. You know, I have to keep my um, eyes on my sponsor and then I have to reach back and help other people. And this whole deal that, The one thing I didn't want to do, the strenuous work, you know, the strenuous work it tells us here with one um, alcoholic is vital, you know, for permanent recovery. So we can be permanently recovered. We know we can't be cured, but this recovery, yes, I have a history of relapse, but today the hope is that this paragraph says that we can have permanent recovery. How? Through strenuous work. It can't be convenient, you guys. And, you know, i love looking up words so um vital absolutely necessary important essential so i have to do this so it it has to be inconvenient and it's a lot of work but my disease is a lot of work and i say it all the time you know i have to choose my heart so whether i'm going to be working my disease or working with you guys you know i'd rather be working with you guys because the promises i get in my disease suck the promises of recovery are amazing not only neutrality, neutrality with food, but I get a relationship with this power that I've never had so that I can function, function in life and have relationships with people that I never thought possible. So I had to put down the food. I had to understand the doctor's opinion first, right? And then I had to get busy, and I had to do it with you guys. And I had to find this relationship with God. And then I have to continue this work and share everything I've gotten with the still suffering compulsive over With that, I pass. Thanks, Craig, for your service.
0: All right, Kelly. Thank you. Next, we have Janice PM. Janice,
5: you're up. Well, good morning to you, Craig, and thank you, and thank you, Kelly, for your opening share. Yes, that's the point. That's the point. Okay, um, on my on this paragraph, I have V, as in Victor Vision, VIP, because right from the start, forward to the second edition, it's telling us the whole. Problem story of my life as a compulsive overeater. How is that? What do I see in it? Well, the African physician was Doctor Bob, and uh, we know that he's he was from a kind of a religious group called the Oxford Group, and he tried. That means his ego. He did it. Nobody else. He tried like us and try and try. How many methods did we have? Two. Solve my compulsive overeating problem and my behaviors. So, what it's teaching me here, he had failed. I prayed and prayed and went to church and did my, you know, teaching of religious school, supposedly, while I was compulsively eating and doing behaviors that were unthinking. And of course, I failed. I kept eating. See, but. But when the broker, when the broker gave him Doctor Bob, Doctor Dr. um uh, description of exactly who I am and who we are as compulsive overeaters, which is the problem. See, he had the solution, but he didn't have the problem, Doctor Bob. He didn't know the hopelessness, the powerlessness, of eating, of the allergy of the body, and the obsession of the mind. But now that he knew that, see, this is throughout the whole book, we have to know that, we can pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and still be eating, and not solve the problem, and go through the action, and get a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps. It just doesn't happen. It didn't happen to me. When I was going through steps at one time and eating at the same time, hello, you know, it doesn't work because uh, I thought I was willing, but I have to be willing and I have to know from my heart that I have to not eat compulsively and, do, and get rid of certain behaviors. And then I'll have the spiritual. and I can't do that myself. But a power will come through. That's the problem, powerlessness. It fails with Bill and Bob, You know, especially Bill, pulling, pulling alcoholics off the bench and preaching. We can't do that. It doesn't work. We have to put the food down and then go through these steps to get that power. And on it to, to be successful in carrying the message after the steps, so this is the most powerful. Pro- it's going to be showing us, it's emphatic that we, you know, we have to know what our problem is before we can solve it. Does it make sense? You know, if I try to solve it, spiritual meals, and that will be my path. Thank you, Craig.
0: All right, Janice, thank you very much. Next up, we have Vanita L, and then it'll be followed by she'll be followed by Pedro B and Karen P. So, Vanita?
3: Good morning, everybody. I'm really glad you're here. And I'm really glad to be sharing because I haven't been sharing on the line for a bit. So, um, what really struck me was this moment where Bill realizes the power that one alcoholic can have in helping to get another one recovered and he realizes he needs it for himself. Like... It's like there's there's like the kernel of the twelve step programs right there and just um I'm just struck with the beauty of that and the awareness of that and the reminder. I am working with some sponsees now and um yeah, it's a it's a good reminder about that dynamic and I'm always struck with how I have to keep remembering these basic principles like over and over and over again. Um, I, To me, the 12-step programs are life-saving. I have a sister who died relapsing into um, drug addiction and um, she actually offed herself and so it's... It's a good reminder, right, that, Ellen. Uh, oh, recently I went through some difficult stuff where old trauma was getting triggered, and it's the people, there are other people too, but people in the program who got me through that time. So, blessings to all of us.
0: Okay, thank you, uh, Anita. Next up, we have Pedro B., followed by Karen P. and Larry K. So, Pedro, you're up. All
8: right yeah good morning thanks craig for for your service thank you everybody my name is pedro b i am a compulsive overeater from san bernardino california without a doubt uh what a powerful um a powerful uh, uh paragraph uh if you knew i hope that i can uh help at least one of you understand a little bit and in and, and myself to uh, I mean, there's so many words. The, the one word that, uh, you know, permanent recovery. Oh, boy, how permanent recovery. I thought it was one day at a time, but how do you know if you're going to be able to? And and, and my realization, my personal realization with, with that idea is that if I can stay permanent abstinent today, I have an opportunity to be permanent recovered. So what I need to permanent is just for today. It's 24 hours ahead of me, first of all, right? Most good ideas are simple. And then this is the, this, I've been overeating, compulsive overeating for over 67 years. Seems like I've been overeating since the day I was born until, uh, I mean, with program and without program. One more time, I'm working on day six. I overate um, the last day I overate was the 21st, on Tuesday, the 21st. And I'm working on, you know, uh, staying abstinent, you know, and I'm hoping, I mean, this this hope, uh, uh, he's sober never to drink again after the moment of his death. And I, if I can stay abstinent, if I can stay recovered till the day I die. Oh my goodness, that would be an impossible dream for me. Because the fact is that I stay after them for X amount of time, and and something inside of me convinces me. And what it is is my belief system. Somebody is playing that. If you know, I went. I start. Wow! I'm not going to work this program anymore. I'm not going to go to meetings,
9: and and
8: and and that type of thinking is because I think I don't need to go to a meeting. I don't need to do what you guys did to recover. I don't need to. And, and it's my belief. My thinking, right? It's my thinking. Uh, you know, there's a lady the other day that said, you should, my sponsor suggested when I see the word drinking to scratch it out and put thinking. And and, and that's my will. My thinking is my will. And my life is my actions. And how am I going to take some good actions if my thinking is all so screwed up? There's no way. So I need to pray. I need to this power, right, in my life. They want me to be happy, joyous, and free. Is doing for me what I cannot do for myself, at least at the moment. Because all I have is this moment, really. All I have is this moment. You know, only in this moment can I connect with this power. Can I connect with it, you know, and and yesterday or tomorrow, only now. The power is always here. I need to connect to it. Uh, so the physician had repeatedly tried spiritual means to resolve his alcoholic dilemma, but had failed exactly my story I have not been able to stay afternoon no matter how many people I worked to step with no matter how many meetings I went to I have the fact is that I have not been able to stay afternoon but I am a gentleman reminder. thank you very much
0: all right thanks Pedro next up we have Karen P followed by Larry K and then Mary B Karen Mm -hmm.
8: good
6: morning this is Karen P from Pennsylvania a grateful, recovering, compulsible reader. This is my first time sharing um, relatively new, returning to a vision. Uh, I spent some years in the 80s circling around the program but never coming in fully and sitting down. I have been in other 12-step programs for food since the 1980s, and this uh, paragraph tells my story. I had tried spiritual means to resolve my food problem. i tried religion, um, my faith, and failed miserably, failed miserably. I tried to do it my way, thought I was pretty smart because I have a couple college degrees that I could figure this thing out. I was never able to figure it out. I finally, recently about mm, 30 days, not 30 days ago, maybe about two weeks ago, uh, just in despair about going around the proverbial mountains, was trying to figure out food, trying to do it on my own, try to control it. And God led me to come back to a vision for you, to get on a meeting. And I got on the meeting, and I heard the word God several times. And then I heard that last sentence, when he found God, he found himself. And I knew I was in the right place. And I became willing to do anything. So I started, people called me. I started calling people back. In the past, I wouldn't do that. I didn't make outreach calls, um, but I was willing. Um, and I got a sponsor, started working the steps immediately. My sponsor, I'm really grateful for her. I'm on the nice step. I'm making amends. It, it's truly a miracle. And I have so much hope. I have so much hope that I, too, don't have to eat again one day at a time. Um, And what it says here about strenuous work, yep, with another alcoholic or another food addict, I didn't do that before. I got the program, or I used it as a diet, really, and and then I would just kind of sit on it. And this is reminding me that it's not something that I get and keep. I have to give it away, strenuous work. I wasn't willing to do the work before, but I am today, and I am just so grateful, so, so grateful um, for the hope that that this fellowship provides for me. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Next, we have Larry K, followed by uh, Mary B., then Penny P., Then we're going to take some more names. Larry?
9: Hey, Craig. Good morning. I love to hear that booming voice. It's very comforting. So, Larry Kay, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm from Chicago, and um, it's good to hear all these voices on here. You know, these days, any time that Dr. Bob is mentioned, I I, I take particular interest on these days, and mostly I take interest because of what I've learned um, of his humility and, you know, so many stories and personal accounts from people who knew him well um for example one story uh that stands out for me bill bill said that that many times he sat uh beside dr bob at at like a a speaker's table right you know they were they were the <laughs> they were the speakers and he said that he would watch dr bob squirm as some uh you know extravagant introduction of flattery was being given him, and, and of course, you know, we understand they would introduce him as a saint, as the extraordinary co-founder of AA, and they would describe the movement as the greatest, most magnificent movement of all time, and I, I don't doubt any of those things, but Bill said that that Dr. Bob would, would whisper to him with a smile on these occasions at the, at the table there. He'd say that that the speaker certainly seems enamored with uh, human power and pomposity and popularity and all those things, and but he would say that with humility. And see, while, while Dr. Bob appreciated the spirit of of, of like personal gratitude, he ne- he never took them very seriously as as being something you know applicable to himself. You know, he rose up to tell with all humility the simple story of an alcoholic's return to sanity as a gift from God you know and and we may row the boat but rest assured god gets us to shore you know the the surgeon there's a name for a surgeon who performs an operation and and places the stitches and does does all that all those wonderful things and sees herself as the healer that's a foolish person see they're not the healer god does the healing we carry the message god does the healing and so you know, Dr. Bob, he could have gone all scientific and statistical as he carried the message, and, but he never did it that way. He remained plain. He remained very basic. You know, he, 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 was, he said, I was lost in the alcohol talk myself, and, and I found these steps, and I found this way to God, and now I get, the, I get the privilege of carrying this message. I'll close up with this. There was a room at the Akron Hospital, 390. It was the alcoholic room. But as, as as they came to room 390 in the alcoholic ward, he he would put off the cloak of science and professionalism, and he'd just become plain old Dr. Bob. He was eager and willing to help. That's how I want I want to follow guys like that, like that. With that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Okay, thank you, Larry. Uh, next we have Mary B, followed by Penny P, and then we're going to take some more names. So Mary. Mary B. Star one. Going once.
10: Oh, sorry. Going twice. Hi, my name is... Mer- hmm. my- Hello, my name is Mary. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, go ahead, please.
10: Yeah, okay, thank you. My name is Mary. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Um, thank you very much for moderating the meeting. Thanks for everybody who's shared and made it possible today in the reading um, the strenuous work with other alcoholics is what's um highlighted to me today and you know very often in carrying the message i can get caught up in uh what i think the other person needs to hear we have a book um which tells us and how they should be doing it what they should be paying attention to etc etc but it doesn't say successful work with other alcoholics there it doesn't mean getting somebody to do exactly what i want and so that they can be perfect or i can be perfect it says strenuous work what it means is that i put the effort into strenuously carrying the message to another alcoholic so that they can benefit from hearing what my experience is and from what i have learned from the book not what i think is right not what i think they should be doing it's not like a performance assessment. It's me to carry my direct experience of my compulsive eating and what I have learned through studying the book. Um, and that is very different. That That is the strenuous work. The strenuous work isn't in imposing my view, trying to get somebody to fill out something in a certain way or underline something or answer some questions other than taking somebody through the book helpfully studying the text and really being mindful of being able to just share what my experience has been of my disease and the solution that I have found and you know I have also put a lot of effort into spirituality learning about spirituality but not necessarily being able to Use those principles in my life and practice them in all my affairs. And I think what I've heard and what I know about what Dr. Bob did, just for the book, is um, perhaps there was a lurking notion within him that he could get, he could control and enjoy, or do something else. I don't know. I'm speculating, I guess, here. But in terms of strenuously carrying the message, it's different from being successful. It's about the effort that I put in around what I've learned and what I've experienced. So I leave it there. But thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to share I wish to everybody a peaceful and day.
0: Okay, thank you, Mary. Um next we're gonna bracket this first uh group of shares with uh another Tulsa friend of mine, Penny P. Penny, you're up. Hi,
11: I'm Penny P. From Tulsa, Oklahoma, and thank you everyone for your beautiful.
2: I've
11: gotten a lot out of this meeting already. I thought that when I went to treatment and cried for two weeks for eating disorders, I don't really need another program. I've got there for the other addiction, I don't need. Was I ever wrong? They took me the first day to OA a face-to-face OA meeting uh, in Tulsa. And that was the beginning of my recovery with food addiction. And I am so grateful for our founders and all that I've heard this morning. Um, I know that it takes an open mind in order to understand what a disease I have. And I'm recovered today because of this program, of course, because of my higher power in this program, and diligently working it each day, writing down my food and sending it to my sponsor and calling my sponsor every day, doing all the the work that's suggested in this program, being willing, and I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you for your service, and I'll pass.
0: Okay, Penny, thank you. All right, so now we're going to take another list of names for people that would like to share. Uh, remind everybody that we're uh, reading, uh, we read today from uh, page XVI, the second paragraph that starts, this physician had repeatedly tried spiritual means through uh, vital to permanent recovery. So who would like to share on this paragraph?
12: Jennifer Richard? H., Christina J.,
0: I got Christina. I didn't get anybody else.
13: W.A., Richard, 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 Jennifer H., John H. H.
14: C. Lisa C., Hanna Yessa.
13: W.A.
0: Oh, all right. Uh, I got Hanna Yesa, is that? Uh, yes,
14: from Texas.
0: Alright. So far I've got Christina, Richard, Jennifer, Ken W. H. and Hannah Yes. John M. John M. I think I heard Pete B, is that right? All right. You
1: did. Thanks, Craig.
0: All right, thank you. Who else? Anybody else? Well, that's a good list. So let's uh, let's go with that. Uh, Christina, give us your last initial and where you're from.
12: Morning, Craig. Everyone, Christina J. State of North Carolina. Um, oh, yeah. So I looked at malady, an undesirable or disordered condition. I love that, disordered and social maladies, a malady of the spirit. And to me, I think many of us know, or we get to a certain point where we realize that <clears throat> the food is just like a top layer of of junk on top of the real problem, which is the malady of the spirit, the disconnectedness, the dis-ease of our spirits. So um, the spiritual remedy for the spiritual malady is this book. And um, it takes us to that connection with something bigger than ourselves that I believe starts within our hearts, lives within us. And we begin to heal. And we we put down the food and we heal and we deal with our selfishness, self centeredness, dishonesty and fear in four through nine. But then what? Right? Eleven twelve. Eleven. Ten eleven we continue. But I can sit in ten eleven for years and be selfish and just, you know, think of myself and how spiritual I'm getting and wonderful. But that's selfish. That takes me right back to selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty, and fear by not working with someone else. I stay in myself if I don't get out there and help people. If I don't have compassion for someone that's, you know, starving themselves or throwing up or sitting in their home with bags and boxes, reaching horrendous weights and feeling horrible. If I don't have compassion for that and, 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 offer myself my experience, strength, and hope, and work with others. It's vital to my recovery to give of myself, to not stay in selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty, and fear. Twelve, The 12th step helps me to do that. Sure, the 10 and 11 are more, to me, more like a personal cleaning, more of a personal staying out of the BS. The 12 is where I really thrive, where I really bloom, where my heart gives, You know, I've given money to people on the street. I've bought groceries for people on the corner, you know, and given it to them. And oh, my heart just swells when they look at me and say, thank you. You know, and so with my sponsees that I've had in the past and the current one I'm working with, um, it's just beautiful to see them, the willingness bloom, and they're wanting to reach for the spiritual remedy, for the spiritual malady that we all have. That's, so important to me as a recovering food addict and all that, an emotional addict, <laughs> emotional addict for sure. Um, it's so important to me to realize that it's not about food. I use the food to tamp down the uh, horrible pain in my soul, but it's only by working through that pain that I get healed. And this book helps me to do that every day and then working with others. So that's what I got on this and I'm really grateful for everyone in the line and love you all and I'll pass.
0: Okay. Uh thank you very much, Christina. Next we have Richard. Richard, tell us where you're from and your last initial.
15: Richard K, uh from DC, um, compulsive overeater. Um so first of all I would say that I am, you know, going through the steps. Um And, you know, I haven't had the spiritual awakening. I've had different ones over the course of my lifetime. Um, I, um, you know, and I identify with aspects of the story. When I first read the big books, I was like, this doesn't apply to me. I'm not alcoholic. And, um, but I, you know, the the cathedral experience. But this one really um, identified with that because I had that spiritual awakening. But it wasn't enough. It It wasn't the spiritual awakening I had needed. I had so many character defects and things that got in the way, um, and it led to a distorted experience because I also developed a serious mental illness. And um, so I but I identify with this because I, you know, I have a, a back medical background. And um, what I really um, took from this is that, like, like Dr. Bob, you know, I tried – um, I've tried almost everything spiritual in my faith tradition, you know. Um, and you know, I've, kind of, you know, of course, done it my way based on, you know, my grandiose and, um, you know, my passionate side. And, you know, these things last for about, you know, a month. Um, and, you know, I've sort of even surrendered. I've got to rotate these spiritual practices. But again, it's like I, it's, it's myself. And I just haven't found a good sponsor for me, you know um but you know I, I i will say that what really and and I will just say I'm struggling with this addiction concept you know with food addiction, there is more data out there this is a and now with the the disease obesity as being a disease, there's more recognition of it you know there's a particular um you know neuropeptide hormone um and You know, uh, but I think what really caught me in this is that it was a non-physician that, you know, he tried everything spiritual, but it was the doctor's opinion that, like, got him motivated that just changed him. In a way, that was his spiritual experience to realize that this is a disease, that the spiritual solution is part of the treatment, and that it's not even... You know that the diagnosis is the spiritual illness that has a physical allergy and this obsession of the mind and I wish I could believe it for other addictions that I have behavioral addictions, but you know I just haven't seen the evidence i mean meaning you know I've asked uh you know experts in the field and a very good one that I just you know that I trust and he said it's just complicated, you know. He says we don't know enough. And um, but you know, with food, you know, there's some data on this. Anyway, I'm I'm struggling with this. I really am. And you know, the last thing I'm just going to say is that, you know, um, my doctor told me, you know, you know what's wrong with it. You know, these are a bunch of people who want to get well. What's wrong with that? I, I'm I'm just I, I'm not. I'm done arguing and overthinking. I just want the help. And I am pretty desperate. So so anyway, this um, reading really spoke to me. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. Keep coming back. Next, we have uh, Ken WH, followed by uh, Anna Yessa, and then uh, John M., and then Pete B. Ken WH, you're up.
13: Hey, Craig, thank you. This is Ken WH, Recover Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um, Some ancient and even current traditions understand, at least as I hear, uh, life is in the blood. And uh, my heart is what pumps that blood and keeps it moving. And that's the vitality, that's light. That's life in me. Uh, without that uh, going on, I <laughs> won't exist. Um, and I uh, understand that to all be a gift from the God of my understanding. And as a result, I can help others' people. I, I have this desire to go out and practice these principles in all my affairs. Um, that going out, carrying the message is... It is complete response, uh, is response only to the grace, to the reality of God in my life. I respond to it and I do the best I can to carry the message. I think of an ancient story of a, of a man named Elijah and he was sitting under a tree all by himself, moping, thinking he was the only one left who had any interest in God. And, uh, God came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And basically he was doing nothing. And um, I don't know all the details of that conversation. I wasn't there to hear it. But I do know that Elijah got up, inspired by the reality of God's presence in his life. And he went out and he carried the message. And he told others in, in the midst of whatever environment he found himself that's what I need to do. That's what I can do now. I can go anywhere and carry the message of hope. I can even go into um, <laughs> a room full of men um, on death row and, and share my experience, strength, and hope, and and trust that God will use that to his glory no matter what. And uh, I can't tell you what I get and receive from that Um I, d- I just count that as all <laughs> blessing and uh, uh, grace. So um, it's all response. It's response to the life that has been put into me and the 12 steps and the principles of this program are the vehicle. Thank you. a pass.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Next we have Anna Yessa, then John M., and then hopefully Pete B., if we have enough time. Uh Hannah, you're up.
14: Okay, thank you. Um I'm Getta, and I'm uh and I am a compulsive eater. And I'm new to Vision for You uh after about a three, maybe three and a half year hiatus from the program. And uh you know, I've tried he talks about trying different things and having spiritual experiences. I've had many spiritual experiences and they've been real and they've been lasting. I've had years of, of, of abstinence uh, from my addiction, like five, six years at a time, 10 years at a time. But I seem to always, uh, you know, self-sabotage myself and, and go back to the food. I've lost and gained a hundred pounds, probably uh, I think it's been four times, uh, and it, 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 it just gets me every time, and I feel like I've surrendered. I'm willing to do whatever my sponsor says. I got a sponsor yesterday, or we started yesterday, and um, and I'm willing to go to any length. And I'm willing to, um, you know, do, do what it says in the book. I'm willing to, to carry the message when I, when I'm ready and I'm, and I'm willing to do service. And that's why I shared today. So I can, uh, to, this to me is, is be doing service to, to share, um, that I'm really willing to, to work this program because this program is a miracle and it works and, um, it's only when I try to, I step into it, like it says, you know, when, when Bo was using, I did this and I did that, um, that it, it didn't work. When he finally realized that it wasn't him, that it was somebody else, then, um, not somebody else, when it, was, when it was his higher power, God, uh, that he was doing it and not him is when it worked. And I know today that I can't do anything to make me change. I can't. I've tried and tried and over and over again I keep trying. And what I have to do is quit saying, I I tried uh, and and start saying he is allowing me. He is giving me the strength I need to do whatever it is I have to do to um, to recover. So thank you uh, for letting me share. I forgot to say I'm from Texas and you did fine with my name. Everybody has trouble with it. So thanks for being our leader today.
0: Okay. Thanks, honey. So next up we have John M. and hopefully followed by Pete B. John?
16: John M. in South Carolina. Pleasure to be on the line. Uh, I I believe this program works because it's based on uh, the help of a higher power. And for me, it all starts and ends with God. But uh, step three is no joke. Uh, There's something about uh, the human psyche that's terrified of giving up its will to another power, even a higher power. So uh, I must be gentle And patient with myself and and that's a beautiful thing to learn to take the baby steps until I can uh, walk all by myself and control all of my desires Uh, Paul the Apostle taught that uh, temperance is the mark of an individual and uh, I believe that's true Uh, to control one's own self and direct your will in a the highest direction you can is the hardest thing to me you'll you'll ever do so uh for me step three is a lifelong process it's not oh okay step three's done let's move on to step four because spiritual progression never ends as we pray and the love changes us our will changes and becomes more in tune with god And so I pray uh, all throughout the day that that happens, that my fear uh, becomes less and less and less. So uh, I want to be uh, happy in my walk. I don't want to be disappointed with myself or judge myself or count the days I've been a good boy. That's not for me. Uh, But I can still work with the program. The beautiful thing about this program is it allows for individual uh, personalities. That's the real blessing of it. So uh, I want to be happy along the way. And I want to thank all my brothers and sisters who have helped me along the way. And I'm getting better each and every day. So thanks for letting me share.
0: Okay, thank you. Pete. At least a couple of minutes.
9: Uh, I'll pass. You can pick someone else. I'll go in the next hour.
0: All right. anybody got a burning desire to burn up that last minute?
5: Yeah, hi, it's Toby Kay.
0: Go ahead, Toby. Go quickly.
4: Okay. Thank you. So um I'm Toby Kay from Long Island, New York and um and I found myself uh yesterday struggling I spread myself too thin in my schedule and I didn't prepare my food adequately and I messed up. So, um, I'm back again and, um, I love you all and I'm listening to all the wisdom being shared. Thank you. I passed.
0: All right. Thank you. Glad you're back. Um, All right. So, uh, Thanks for everybody who shared. Um, Let's see. Right now we're going to have somebody read the... uh, uh, We're going to have, let's see, Ken WH going to read uh, Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
13: Thanks, Craig. Uh, Our book is meant to be suggestive only.